Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. He is the last Adam, the second man. Jesus Christ brings about a new life and he is the giver of life. Where the first Adam brought wet sin, sickness, and death. But the second Adam, the last Adam, the second man, amen, he brings about life. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. My name is Minister Kendrick Scott, and I'm back with you again with part 10 of the uncovering of Satan. Amen. Hallelujah. So tonight we're going to deal with the subject of the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan. Woo! The victory of Jesus Christ over Satan. So please, ma'am, please, sir, if you would, grab your Bibles, grab your pens, and let's get ready to have some Bible study on tonight. Or as old folks would say, let us get ready to have some chat. Amen. If you would, please, ma'am, please, sir, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe to our channel and even share it uh, as well. Amen. Thank you so much. So this is part 10 of the uncovering of Satan. This will conclude our series of the uncovering of Satan. Uh, and it's entitled the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in conquering Satan and all of his hosts has made complete victory available for every believer. Did you hear that? Amen. Satan, I mean, Jesus Christ conquered Satan. And by him conquering Satan, it gave us the complete victory over, I mean, gave us the complete victory for the believer. Amen. I'm so excited. I'm just tongue twisted right now. So by Jesus Christ defeating Satan, it gave us a complete victory as a believer. Amen. He is Lord over all principalities. Talk about Jesus Christ is Lord over all principalities and powers. Jesus Christ is the strong man who has overcome Satan and has stripped Satan of his authority and now Jesus Christ is dividing his spoil with the church. Notice Luke 11, 20 through 22, it says, But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own place, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger man than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all of his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. So you see right here, Satan is the strong man. This is a typology of Satan being the strong man. And then there's a typology or metaphor of Jesus Christ being the stronger man who takes all of the possessions of the strong man and divides those spoils among the church. Amen. So the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan is seen in three parts, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Amen. So uh, Jesus' victory over Satan is one of the greatest doctrines of the Christian faith. 
It is the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ overcame and conquered Satan and his evil host in two major realms. Amen. In heaven as well as earth, the two major realms. He conquered Satan personally in three major temptations, one being the wilderness. And as an example, number two is the Calvary, which is the cross, which is death, as well as the burial, resurrection, as well as the incension. Amen. So those are the three uh, major temptations is which in which Jesus um, defeated. So Jesus defeated Satan in three major temptations in the wilderness. Okay. And he also defeated him on on Calvary through death. And he also de defeated him through the burial and the resurrection. Okay. And the ascension, which is the rising above, amen, to a higher authority. So Jesus was tempted in the wilderness in three areas of being man's spirit. Okay. Okay. Of, of, of being a human being, which is number one, spirit, soul, and body. And in those three areas were sin. Okay. There was the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the lust of the pride. Okay. Notice Amen. Right here, uh, as Jesus being the last Adam and the second man, he was submitted to the attack of the temptation of Satan and proved that his complete mystery over the adversary, Satan had tempted the first Adam in these same three areas, according to Genesis 3, 1 through 6. The first Adam fell bringing all of his unborn race under the satanic control and into the kingdom of sin, sickness, and death. In the wilderness, the devil sought to gain dominion over the last Adam, Jesus Christ. He was tempted in, again, body, which is the lust of the flesh, two, the soul, which is the lust of the eyes, and then three, the pride of life. I mean, excuse me, spirit, which is the pride of life. The first man being Adam, who was created from the dust of the ground. And the breath of life was breathed into his nostrils. And he became a living being, a human being. Very important. Amen. Note, you'll see that over in Genesis 2 and 7. The first Adam also disobeyed God by standing alongside with his wife and ate fruit from the tree that was in the midst of the garden. Notice Genesis 3 and 6, New King James Version. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. Watch this. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Some translations say she gave to her husband who was also with her and he ate. And then some say she turned and gave to her husband and he ate. Amen. So the first Adam, he was right there the whole entire time. Eve was being deceived by the serpent, which we know as Satan. Amen. Notice this. Uh, the first Adam brought about sin, knowing what is good and evil. According to Genesis 3.22, it says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And this is very important when it comes down to us understanding the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan. 
Amen. Because the first Adam, he failed at that. He didn't overcome Satan. He, did, he didn't conquer Satan. So Jesus Christ being the example, being our example, has to let us know how to have victory over Satan. He is the last Adam, the second man. Jesus Christ brings about a new life, and he is the giver of life. Where the first Adam brought wet sin, sickness, and death. But the second Adam, the last Adam, the second man, amen, he brings about life. Notice who brings what? Life. Jesus is the life-giving spirit. Notice John 10 and 10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. But I have come, this is Jesus speaking, that they may have life and have it what? More of Abundantly. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. All right. First Corinthians 15, 22, New Living Translation. It says, just as everyone dies, because we all belong to Adam. Okay? So you die in sin, amen, when you belong to Adam. Everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Did you, did you get that? If you belong to Christ, you will be given new life. The last Adam brings new life when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died, he took on our sins when he died. When he died, we died. When he rose, we rose from the dead. We are the sons of God through our faith, Jesus, and we have put on Christ. And Christ, in Christ, we are what? New creations. Old things are passed away. And that right there is according to two scriptures, Galatians 3.26 and 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. So let us look at number one. Jesus, Jesus' victory over Satan in the wilderness. Okay? So again, those three uh, areas that we're going to deal with, how Jesus overcame Satan, amen, and we're going to dissect this quickly uh, because we read this story how Satan tempted Jesus, but it's far more than him just being tempted by Jesus, and we're going to go through, and we're going to dive in, and we're going to grab hold of that significance on tonight. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so Luke 4. 1 through 13. Uh, we're going we're gonna to read that. Notice this. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Lord and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit. Amen. He just didn't do things just because he done it. He was led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. So... <laughs> So if Jesus is being led by the Spirit to do things, we need to be led by the Spirit to do things too. Amen. There's too many people out here doing things and saying things that are not being led by the Spirit. Amen. So being tempted 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing afterwards. When they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered him and saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. 
And the devil said to him, all the authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, if you will worship before me, all of this will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Verse nine says, then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, trying to get the Lord to commit suicide, throw yourself down from here for it is written. Look at Satan trying to scroll scripture for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time, meaning until he had another opportunity to tempt Jesus again. Amen. So notice in this scripture, as we're about to break this down, all right, remember I told you, amen, Jesus was tempted in three areas. Number one, the body, which is the lust of the flesh. And we'll find that in Luke 4, 2 through 4. Watch this, verse 2 say, being tempted for 40 days by the devil in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, watch this. He's attacking his body through the flesh. Uh, command these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered him and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Jesus, again, is our example on how to overcome Satan. What did Jesus do? As I told you before in previous uh, uh, segments of this series, that you have to put the word on Satan. Jesus said, it is written. What is written? Where is it written from? It's written from the word of God. Jesus put word on Satan. So my brothers and my sisters, you have to put word on Satan. Notice this. Number two, the soul. I mean, yes, the soul, which is the lust of the eyes. Watch this now. Don't be so carried away by things that you see. Luke 4, 5 through 8. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And in a moment of time, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, Satan trying to make a deal with God, trying to give Jesus something that does not belong to him. Why? Because the earth is the Lord and the food that there is. He's trying to give away something. Notice now, Satan is again the prince of the air. He is the prince of this age, of this wicked world. Amen. And we'll go in depth into that later. Amen. He said, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and he said to him, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said to Satan, who's trying to make a deal with him, get behind me, Satan. For it is what? Written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. In other words, you shouldn't be out here trying to serve and worship all these things that you see with your eyes. 
Amen. Folks will come up to you all kind of different ways. They're trying to sell you some type of dream, trying to sell you things that are not in line with God. Amen. Trying to trying to sell you a vision, trying to sell you this, trying to show you this and that, trying to get you to worship all different kind of other things. But the Lord said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Okay. The number three. The spirit, the pride of life. Notice Luke 4, 9 through 12. Watch this as we dissect these scriptures now. I hope you're getting this, getting this and understanding it. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the son of God, amen, throw yourself down from here. I'm trying to take his life. For it is written, he shall, see Satan done caught on. He done caught on. Now he using word against Jesus. See, in the past two times, amen, Jesus been telling him for it is written. So now Satan going to come back with a for it is written. Amen. Notice this now. <laughs> Thank you for your word. For it is written. This is Satan talking. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. And... Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, or some say it has also been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Amen. So Jesus Christ, he overcame Satan by putting the word on Satan. And we know that the word of God is far more powerful than anything that Satan tries to throw our way. Amen. Notice, amen, Jesus' victory over Calvary's cross. Amen. Jesus' victory in the wilderness, temptation, was on his behalf. As the last Adam, it was important that we had an example of how to defeat Satan. I told you that. Satan, when tempted, when tempted, unlike the first Adam who fell to the temptation of Satan. However, the victory of Calvary's cross was on our behalf. Notice John 3, 16 through 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but what did he do? He sent him to this world. But that the world through him, through Jesus Christ, might be saved. Amen. In the cross, on the cross, Jesus Christ, he spoiled the principalities and powers and made a show of them, triumphing, triumphant, triumphing over them. Amen. Excuse me. Notice this in Colossians 2 and 14, the New King James Version. It says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements. That was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. 15 says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, <laughs> triumphing over them in it. The New Living Translation says uh, in verse 14, watch this, I like what it reads in verse 14. 
it says, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it by, took it away by the nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers of authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Now notice this as well in the amplified version. I like this. It said, God disarmed the principalities and powers ranged against us. And he made a bold display and a public example of them triumphing over them in him and on the cross. My brothers and my sisters, you don't have no need to worry because everything that you did commit, God counseled it all when he was nailed to the cross. Jesus counseled it all when he was nailed to the cross. So you no longer have to walk around in defeat. You no longer have to walk around feeling sorry for yourself. You no longer have to walk around trying to figure out how I'm going to make it. How? Jesus already made a way for he is the way, the truth and the life. No man shall come to the Father except they first come by him. Jesus paid the ultimate price when he was nailed to the cross. Jesus paid the ultimate price. He made a public, he made them publicly humiliated them when he nailed everything that we had to the cross. Why? Because Jesus, he went before us and he made every crooked way straight. When he was on the cross, he took our past, he made it straight. And when he was on the cross, he went into our future and made us brand new. That's why you can walk around with your head up high. That's why you can look toward the hill which cometh all your help. Why? Because knowing that all of your help comes from the Lord. Knowing that Jesus was on Calvary's cross. He had you in mind. He had me in mind. And because I'm in Jesus, everything is made alright. Because I'm in Jesus, I'm a champion. Because I'm in Jesus, I'm a warrior. Because I'm in Jesus, I shall live and not die. And because I'm in Jesus, I got the victory in Jesus Christ. Woo! You ought to give God some praise because I'm telling you on tonight that with Jesus all things are made possible unto them that believe and when Jesus was on the cross he had you in mind why because he's the God of the past he's the God of the present and he's the God of the future and so he had you in mind when he was on the cross it said he nailed everything to the cross Notice it. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers of authorities. He disarmed Satan, which means he took away every advantage that Satan ever had over you. He took away every weapon that Satan had aimed at your head. He took it away. He disarmed Satan from destroying you. And now that Jesus took it away, you can now walk free and you can now walk worthy of the vocation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First John 3 and 8. I got excited up in this thing here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for taking everything to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my sin to the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it hadn't been for you, Lord God, I don't know where I would be. If it wasn't for you, Jesus, I don't know where I would be. I thank you, Jesus, on tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, you're so good. Y'all got to excuse me. You're so good, Father. You are so good. Thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus. Woo. Let me hasten on here. Ah, thank you, Jesus. First John 3 and 8. 
New Living Translation, it says, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning from the beginning. Excuse me, I done got ahead of myself. Mm. Uh, right here, we're going to look at uh, uh, five areas in which uh, Jesus Christ overcame Satan. Okay, so Jesus Christ utterly conquered all Satan's hosts and exposed them as he defeated foes, captives over whom he had gloriously triumphed in his death on Calvary's cross. Thank you, Lord. When Jesus died and rose, he defeated Satan in five realms. Okay, notice this. Jesus conquered Satan as the author of sin. Notice 1 John 3 and 8. I read it again. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning from where the very beginning. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Second Corinthians 521 New Living Translation. It says, for God has made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So Jesus Christ, he overcame Satan as the author of sin. Number two, Jesus conquered Satan as the author of sickness. Notice Isaiah 53, four through five. I'm reading out the New Living Translation version. It says, yet it was our weakness he carried away. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sin. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. So Jesus overcame Satan uh, when it comes to, to sickness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Number three. Jesus conquered Satan as the author of death. We'll find it over in Hebrews 2011 through 14. Now the New Living Translation says, so now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. So Jesus, okay, we know that Jesus' father is God, right? So those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior, you, you are now in Christ. According to 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 17, you are a new creation, okay? And so therefore, you have taken on uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and you have been made a child of God. And so therefore, you are the Holy One and he is going to share He's excuse me. He's going to share that uh, kinship with you. So notice he says. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same. So you got the same father. In other words, we are brothers and sisters of who Jesus Christ. Because why? We have the same father, which is God. That's why Jesus is not ashamed to do what? Call us his brothers and his sisters. Jesus is our eldest brother. Okay, our father is God. Okay, for he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. Jesus is proclaiming the na his name to who? Excuse me, proclaiming the name of God to his brothers and sisters. Jesus always points everything back to the father. I will praise you among your assembled people. Verse 13 says, he also said, I will put my trust in him. That is I and the children God has given me. 
Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. He's talking about me and you, me and you. We are human, God's children, which are made of flesh and blood, right? But watch this. He said, the son, which is being Jesus, also became flesh and blood. For only as a human, for only as a human, Jesus, for only as a human being, he could die. So only as a human being, he could die. And only by dying, watch this, could he break the power of the devil, watch this, who had, past tense, who had the power of death. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus had to come in the form of a human being, and he had to die. And by dying only could he break the powers of Satan and overcome the devil who had the power of death. Thank you, Jesus. That, that's something to be excited about. I'm excited about it. Amen. I can't get too much excited. Amen. Because, oh, man, thank you, Jesus. Hey, I, we got to go on here. Revelations 1, 17 through 18, New Living, New Living Translation. It says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet. As if I were dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died. Jesus said, I died. But look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold in my hands the keys of death and grace. So Jesus conquered Satan over death. Amen. Number four, he conquered Satan uh, as the ruler of the kingdoms of this world. Remember I talked about earlier over this world. Amen. Uh, for the word of the Lord, I believe it declares that um, we are not of this. We are not in this world. We're not of this world, but we are in this world. Amen. This world, amen, is not our home. Amen. For we have another building that's not made by man's hands. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So notice this. Revelation 11 and 15, it says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices, because there is hope. Amen. Even though Satan is the ruler of this world. Amen. Watch this. There is hope. Loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus Christ and all and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Amen. Notice the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. So Jesus came and he took back. This world from Satan, and he now reigns forever and ever. Okay. Number five, he conquered Satan. Jesus conquered Satan in the realm of the heavenlies over principalities and powers in heaven and earth. Remember, I told you there was two, two um two realms, amen, that Jesus conquered. It was in heaven and in earth. Amen. So note, watch that. So Ephesians uh one. 19 through 21, New King James Version says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places? 
Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age or this world, but also in that which is to come. So when Jesus died, amen, he ascended into heaven and he now sits on the right side of the Father, amen, and now his name is far above all principalities and all powers and all dominions. Amen. So we have a, a high priest. Amen. And we're going to go into that here a little later. Amen. Jesus is our high priest. And because of that, we ought to remain confident in knowing that there is no other name under heaven in which man shall be saved. And we ought to be confident in knowing that with Jesus and through Jesus and in his name, I can overcome Satan. I can overcome anything. Amen. You want to get out of debt? Say I'm debt free in Jesus' name. You want to be healed? Say I'm healed in Jesus' name. Amen. You want the, the chains and the shackles to be loose? Say they're loosed in Jesus' name. You want your child and your children to start acting right? Say they'll behave in Jesus' name. You begin to declare things over your life and over your family in Jesus name. Why? Because his name is far above every name. Amen. You want to declare healing over your body? Say it's done in Jesus name. Amen. They want to label you with this, that, and the other. They want to label you with diseases and label you with stuff that they hadn't even came up with yet. Then there's no cure of. You start speaking that thing in the name of Jesus. I'm healed. I shall be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus, God did not create you to have this, that, and the other. He created you in the likeness of it and of his image. And if that is what they're saying, is not his image. You can declare it in Jesus' name. Why? Because his name is far above every dominion, every might, and every power. Because it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice Ephesians 1. 22 through 23, it says, God has put all things under the authority of Jesus Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And in the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. God gave him that name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of earth and those under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus is the Lord, Jesus Christ. To the glory, amen, he's pointed all back to who? God the Father. Amen. The victory of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross has made Jesus Lord of all. All things are now under his feet. He is indeed the strong man and has overcome Satan's palace and stripped him of his armor and now divides his spoil of his conquest with the church and his body. Hallelujah. Lastly, amen, we're going to deal with the victory through his resurrection and ascension. Ascension means the accent of Jesus Christ, the ascent of Jesus Christ into heaven, the act of rising to a higher position of authority. Amen. Christ is our high priest ruling in, in a heavenly realm. Notice, amen, that sin uh, brought discord not only on earth, but also in heaven. Here in the heavenly places, Satan hurls his accusations against the saints, but with the resurrection, he and the exaltation of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ is now been exalted to the right hand of God, the father. And you'll see Satan hurling those accusations in the book of Job. Amen. 
Not only did Christ's victory over Satan in the wilderness involve his personal victory and Calvary, his representative victory, it is also ultimately includes that victory which is to be manifest in the heavenly realms. So Jesus in order for there to be victory in heaven, Jesus had to die and be ascended into heaven. Notice uh, Hebrews 4 and 14 through 15. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all of the same things we do, yet he did not sin. So there you go. It tells you right there, Jesus faced everything. That's why Jesus had to be an example as the last Adam to face the things that we face. He faced those temptations. Amen. He done it, but he did not sin. And so now that Jesus has entered into heaven, we have to continue to believe because he understands our weakness. Amen. Hebrews 8, 1 through 2, and I'm almost done. Here is the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor besides the throne of the majestic God in heaven. There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. And that's where Jesus is. He, as he ascended into heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. Notice this. Jesus now has power both in heaven and earth. 1 Peter 3.22 says, who is going into heaven? Jesus. And is on the right hand of the Father. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Jesus having that power though even the angels and all the other authorities are made subject unto him. Notice Matthew 28.18. Jesus spoke this to his disciples. He said, and Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, all power given unto me in heaven and Earth. Jesus let his disciples know that I have all power. It has been given to me. Who has it been given to him by? It was given to him by God. And he's got it all. Whereby? In heaven and in earth. Notice Revelations 1 and 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. He lived and then he died. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. How? Because he, he rose from the dead. He resurrected. He ascended forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Jesus holds everything. So since Jesus holds the keys of hell and death, we don't have no need to worry. We ought to be confident in that. Jesus, lastly, reigns on the throne, putting his enemies under his feet. Psalms 110 and 1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 through 28, New Living Translation. Watch this. It says, after that, the end will come. Will he will turn the kingdom over to God, the Father. Jesus is going to turn this kingdom over to God. Having destroyed every ruler and every authority and power, Jesus destroyed everything. So after he destroys everything, he's going to turn it back over to God. For Christ must reign until he humbles or in other words, destroys all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed was death. <laughs> and he done that. Amen. For the scripture says, God has put all things under his authority. Notice this, and this is in parentheses. Of course, when it says all things are under the authority, that does not include God himself. I want to make that clear. Because God gave Jesus Christ the authority. So that does not mean that God is under the authority of Jesus Christ. God the one who gave him the authority. 
right? Verse 28, then when all things are under his authority, the son will put himself under God's authority so that God who gave his son authority over all things will be utterly supreme over everything everywhere. Jesus always glorified the Father which was in heaven. Everything that Jesus did, it pointed back to God in heaven. So therefore, everything that we do here on earth should point back to God the Father and Jesus the Son, which is our eldest brother. Why? Because God rules supreme and he gave Jesus Christ the authority and when he gave him that authority Jesus Christ had to be ascended into heaven and so now that Jesus Christ has left us into the heaven remember what he told his disciples he said it is expedient that I leave you because if I don't leave you a, another comforter a paraclete will not come so he left us the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us into all truth and so therefore we now have the victory over Satan why because the last Adam had the victory over Satan. And because the last Adam was an example of how to overcome Satan, we too, hallelujah, we too now can have the victory over Satan. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this teaching. Amen. God bless you. And may the Lord God smile upon you in your days to come. And may the Lord God give you success and victory over every obstacle, over every adversity that you shall come against. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that everyone that is under the sound of my voice will be victorious in every aspect of their life. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that just as they have witnessed and understood the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan in the wilderness, they will begin to understand that that same victory shall be theirs and they shall understand that the same spirit that which raised Jesus from the dead shall likewise quicken their mortal bodies. I pray a victorious life over every believer that is that is listening to this word. I pray the victory of Jesus Christ over everyone. And for those that are not saved, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will be saved and that they will acknowledge Jesus as Lord. For they shall believe in their heart and they shall confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. And the Bible says that you will be, matter of fact, it says that you shall be saved. And I pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. And God bless you. And I'll see you next time on the Kingdom Rock Network as this concludes the Uncovering of Satan, Part 10. God bless you. Good night. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.